Hello and welcome to the Hypno Travelers on the Magical Psyche Highway Podcast. That's right. Your host and tour guide is Scott Prevet, a healer, hypnotist, and a magician. And your bus driver, Jason Gobelli, also a hypnotist, an entrepreneur, and a spiritual guide. Disclaimer, neither Jason, Scott, or any of our guests here today are licensed professional psychologists or psychiatrists. So please don't make any changes to any medication or treatments that you are currently on, based on the conversation that you hear here today. Just hop on the bus and enjoy the ride. Trip with us on the Inner Revelation bus. That's right. Welcome to the Hypno Travelers on the Magical Psyche Highway. My name's Jason Govelli. We got Scott and we got a great guest here today. We got Anthony Gitch. Anthony, you inspired us to start our podcast, so we're really excited to have you here. So, uh, welcome, welcome. To, welcome to the show. Thank you for thank you for having me, and I'm glad to hear that. It's nice to hear that Nicole and I had a nice impact on someone, and uh, and that you guys were able to to get inspired to do this. That's awesome. Yeah, we think you guys are great, but first we want to get into you. So let's sit right off the bat. Tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. Well. God, you know, there's, there's, there's a subject into itself. Um, so there's very, <laughs> you know, I, I, I ended up in this career, uh, in, in like most people not expecting to, um, I actually had, if you would have told me 20 years ago that I would be involved in hypnosis, I'd have told you you were freaking crazy. Um, I had never seen a hypnosis show. I had never experienced hypnotherapy. I'd seen a few commercials on TV about hypnosis. Um, but when I was ending my massage, career i needed to go into something ayurvedic lifestyle counseling wasn't as big as it was then as it is now and so i was like i, I wanted to work with the mind and uh, i found a school up in in, in bellingham washington a, a five path hypnotist school um that i went to erica erica flint is the instructor up there in bellingham and and i took the course checked it out and uh here i am you know almost 10 years later and i am deeply embedded in the industry i just got um my appointment by the secretary of state of washington to the advisory board of, of counselors and hypnotherapists here in washington state for the department of health wow. and uh, so we help to govern and, and design the bylaws and and that sort of thing that govern our industry um, which is going to help to make sure that someone like me is on our side to make sure that our state doesn't get overregulated. Right. As far as being able to practice what it is that we do and, and how we practice what we do. You know, I mean, I, I believe in regulation. I'm a big time freaking rule follower, um, but I need I, I believe that the, the rules need to be in alignment with the industry and with what's actually happening and what's in the best interest of the public. And, and this is how I get to affect that is by being part of that that governmental agency. So and I'm the founder of the Pacific Northwest Hypnosis Conference. I've written a book on anger and codependency. I, uh, I've got several hypnotic processes and, and programs that are out there and available. I do workshops for corporations. Um, you know, I, I love to do talks. Uh, this will be my first year not talking at HypnoThoughts for a long time. Um, I, I needed to take a break this year and focus on the conference up here in the Northwest and then going over, of course, to the UK again next year and, and doing work over there. and. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I love the industry. It's a blast. That's how I got oh, here. Busy man. And and nice. We noticed busy, that. Busy, busy. 
Yes. Yeah. We, 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 we noticed that you uh, got this book on anger and codependency. And I know that that's been a major thing in your life. So talk to us about, you know, the big pop. With the big pop, oh, I, I call it the great dislodging. That's uh, it. Where I, yeah, where I pulled my head out <laughs> of my ass. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it, it, I, I went through life with it with a chip on my shoulder. You know, I was ready to defend myself at the drop of a dime. I was ready to attack, um, given the opportunity. The way that I used to build my confidence and to build my success, or or. I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah, I guess my confidence, my own, my own ego was to tear other people down. And, and I was good at it. I could look at, so one of my archetypes is, is, and I do a lot of archetype work with Carolyn May stuff, but one of my archetypes is a destroyer. And, and it sits in my first house. And, and I only used to work the shadow side of that archetype, meaning that I can look at anybody and recognize in you where your faults are. Where is it that you hurt, that you've got that disconnect that you're not so sure about yourself? I would exploit that. And I would exploit it with a, a, a venom that would take grown men to their knees. And that was how I would move through the world because that was how I felt powerful. It was how I felt protected, right? Once I was able to recognize that that was so unhealthy for me and creating all of the pain in my life, I was finally able to sit back and take responsibility rather than being the victim of circumstances and having to defend myself all the time in that manner. When, when I took a step back, took responsibility for everything that was going on in my life and pointing the finger at myself and saying, what am I doing? Then things started to make sense. And that's what I call the great dislodging. Someone pointed out to me, a woman who I love dearly. Um, she said, you know, honey, you need to go to a codependence anonymous meeting. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't need anybody. I'm not codependent. She goes, exactly. She goes, <laughs> she goes, you don't need anybody. She says, you, that's the first stage right there. She goes, you need to go. And, and I remember at that first meeting that I went to reluctantly with her, um, I sat there and they started reading all these traits and characteristics. And I was like, fucking check, check, check. And I'm like, stop this fucking list already. And every single thing that was on there just about, I had a check mark, if not double check marks and triple check marks. So from that weekend forward for the next six years, I didn't miss a Codependence Anonymous meeting. Every Sunday I was there and, and it changed my world, right? It, it took me from a guy that was walking around in this big belt of armor all the time in this shield to somebody who can compassionately let anything just flow through and go, I understand where you're coming from and that's okay. Nice. So that's cool. do you think that part of you, that, that attacking part of you, actually is taking on kind of a new role where you confront people in your role of hypnosis? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, you know, I approach things very differently because I come from the world of recovery and from a sponsor who was like, when I would turn on that victim mode and feel sorry for myself, they'd say, oh, there's that poor Anthony again. Yeah, poor shit happening to you. And I mean, I remember one time I was so down and, and they kind of ganged up and they're like, yeah, you poor fucking thing you poor picked on little gay white boy. And I was like, mother, can I just get some support? And they're like, no, 
because this is not where you're supposed to be. And so now when I work with people, that's what got me to where I am was that kind of tough love, right? So I can only give what I have received. And, and so when I work with people, I call them on their shit. I do it compassionately. I'm not that mean as, as they were to me, <laughs> um, but I certainly don't tolerate what I call, I'm gonna, I, I'm not gonna do the work sort of people, right? I, I, I won't work with people who are looking for an escape or an escape clause. Um, you've gotta sit down, you've gotta do the work. I don't care what you're, what you're wanting to change. There's something in yourself that you need to take responsibility for and that you need to acknowledge and move forward with. However you decide to do that, that's the only thing that's gonna bring you freedom is the surrender to that particular thing. So do you think the whole childhood thing uh, in childhood might have caused that whole codependency thing? Oh, heck yeah. My mom is, I, I love my mom to death. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman. She's a freaking codependent mess. <laughs> I, I, and, I, and she knows, she knows that I think that about it. She's never going to change and I would never ask her to change. She doesn't, you know, she, when you live in the forest, it's hard to see the trees, right? Um, and, and that's just who she is. And I love her to death and, and, and it's unfortunate because it makes me sad at times, but I can only celebrate her for who she is. Right. And that's part of where my change came in is the need to, the ability to release my need to, to recognize the pain in others and want it to change. They need to want it to change. Right. Otherwise it's me carrying that shit around for them. And that's not my responsibility. So then that must mean that there was another member of the family or that suffered from some type of addiction, I would think. No. No, interesting. Interesting. No drinking in our family. None of us are drinkers. None of my brother or sister, none of us are drinkers. Um, never, we weren't even in high school. Um, I was a big dope smoker for a long time, big marijuana user for a long time. Uh, because I grew up in the Pacific, I, I use that as an excuse, because I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, <laughs> You know, but it's, 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 that's obviously not the reason I think, but I was a, I was a member of Marijuana Anonymous for quite a while um, there at the beginning of my recovery stage. And then when I really recognized that it was the codependency that was driving the need to self-medicate when I, when I, when I took care of the issue, which was the codependency and the anger that resolved was revolving around that I didn't have a need to smoke. I so wait. So when did you have like this aha moment that, hey, you know what, I'm really going to be able to help people and help change lives for the better? Oh, I would say that came about three years into recovery for me uh, when I started all I, I, I took. So I had been a Tellington Touch practitioner or took a Tellington Touch class back in 1989, which is an energy healing class um, done mainly with animals. I was always very involved in the in the animal industry. Um, and so I, I, I knew about energy work. I, I believed in it. Um, I still believe that someday I will be able to telepathically move something. Um, I just got to <laughs> focus hard enough. Um, but, you know, I, I believe in that kind of thing. And, and so when I met Karen, the woman who changed my life, she was a healing touch practitioner and a trainer. And so I took that class and when I went out and I did my case studies and I got to experience the work that I was able to facilitate, I don't, and, 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 and I, this is where I have to really 
make sure that people understand I don't do anything. Energy practitioners do nothing. They're nothing but conduits, right, to what your belief system and structures are, right? It's not for me to dictate how things work in your body. It's for me to provide the energy and the conduit to make that flow happen, right, in a more direct way. Now, it is for me when I'm working in the quantum area to go in and direct things and, and move things around. That's what my responsibility is. But, and I think I kind of got off track of the question. Um, but anyway, I, I, I believe in all that kind of stuff. And that's what kind of led me here. What was the question again? I got lost. That aha moment. Oh, yeah, that aha moment came when I was doing my case studies with the energy work. Um, with the case studies I had and just seeing the changes they were experiencing and feeling the physical the physical experience of that work. I've left handprints on people's bodies for up to three or four days after the work, and I haven't made physical contact with them. Um, I had a husband come at me one time asking me what the hell I did to his wife um, because there were handprints on her back in three different areas um, where I had been running energy, and they were there for several days, um, and he was pissed. Wow. Um, so I really believe in that kind of stuff. And that was my aha moment. That was the biggest part of it was right there. Sorry, I got a little, I get, I get lost in my, when, when you, when you uh, piss off the husband, you might have to carry a gun. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> anger always kept me from doing that because I'll tell you what, I was one of those, you know, I grew up shooting guns. I don't have anything against guns. My brother's got a freaking arsenal of them. Um, I made sure that I got rid of mine because I knew I had an anger problem. So, Probably a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, get the, so your hands are everywhere. So you do hypnotism to heal people and you do all kinds of things, but also you have some fun. You do some things on the street too. Tell me about how you're hanging out with these guys on the street and doing the street work. So it's only happened a few times down on Alki Beach and here in Seattle. Uh, Jim Kellner runs this group, uh, the Seattle Street Hypnotist. And it's just a, a group of people who go out and, and on any given Sunday during the summer or whatever, they go down and they, they do street hypnosis. Now, the main part where I got involved in kind of the street stuff was every Sunday at the farmer's market, my friend Stephanie and I would host a booth. Um, and, and so we would do hypnosis on the spot with people. Um, I would do a lot of mentalism games. Can I read your thoughts sort of thing? And, uh, so I, I incorporate mentalism into what I do. I have a lot of fun with it. So even when I go out with the street folks, I'm more of the mentalist that's in the group. Nice. I, I, I had my first experience doing stage stuff we'll say with that hypnotist lady um or that lady hypnotist oh my god i can't believe marina uh is her name Any, uh, anyway she, i went to one of her shows at the university of washington a college show and she uh without pre-warning me called me out for being in the audience we've got another hypnotist here in the audience and he's going to come up here today and um, that was my first experience hypnotizing a line of people uh, on a stage. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you, I, I think she learned that doing that to me was okay through Richard Nongard. Um, because Richard knows that if you call me out on the spot, I'm not going to probably relent. I'm going to stand up and do what you asked me to do just because that's who I am. And so I think she knew that about me. And she, she knew that if she pre-warned me, that I, I probably wouldn't have gone and I probably wouldn't have. Um, but she didn't give me any warning. 
And so when she called me out, I just went up and I, and I did what she told me to do. And I thought the whole freaking time I was doing is I was going down this row, yanking on arms, yelling, sleep, sleep, sleep. I'm like, just freaking do it. Oh my God, just freaking do it. Um, and only all but one did. And I just sent them back to their chair and continued on down the row, just like I had seen done before. Um, Cause that's all I'd ever, I'd only seen a few shows, not many. Nice. So it was, it was a fun experience. Nice. So you do the stage too. And it's interesting because you have a lot in common with Scott. Thank you for your service. You're both Navy boys. And Scott is also a magician. He's done a lot of magic stuff and done some street work with magic and, and mentalism and things like this. So it's great uh -huh. to have, you know, this, this camaraderie here with all this in common. So with that, so tell us about your passion. Uh, Boy, right now, you know, it's it's really developing my new programs for the year. I am moving away from individual work. Uh, not that I'm, I'm not going to be offering it, but I'm moving more towards the corporate end of things and not doing hypnosis. It, it, it's hypnosis and, and mentalism stuff, but it's creating loyalty, employee loyalty for, for large companies, small companies. And I've got a workshop that I have been really refining down that helps to bring in the power of the mind so these companies can create more self-motivated, sustained self-motivated employees who are able to be more inspired problem solvers and better team communicators. By having the ability to do that, you build a better brand loyalty. You build a, you build a more loyal employee. When you have a more loyal employee, you've got a bigger brand, right? You've got more brand loyalty. It fits into every industry. Right. And and so I've developed this. I, I'm really proud of it. I'm, I'm just really developed this talk down. It's called Your Mind, Use the Tool or Be the Tool. Um, that's the, the class I've been teaching for quite a while, but I've refined it down now to this corporate kind of thing. And, and so that's what I'm real excited about and all the work that I'm doing, you know, with the, with the board of health thing or the department of health thing, I'm working directly with the assistant attorney general of Washington state. And we are, you know, so I, I'm getting to meet some influential people. Um, I'm emceeing at the greater chamber of commerce for downtown Seattle, um, you know, cause I'm a member of the chamber. And so I get to do one of their things. That's about 250 big corporate people. I get to be in front of, you know, from Expedia and, and these larger organizations. Um, I've got an in with whole foods market as far as working with their folks. Um, and so things are starting to develop. I think this is going to be a big year for me. Um, I'm hoping it is, and I'm working on a couple books on the side. So, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, it's, I've got a lot on my plate. Um, but I'm excited about it. Awesome. So you're getting involved in politics now. Are you going to run for office soon? I almost ran for office this year for Seattle City Council. Um, I, I was very close. If there was going to be, I'll just say this is going to piss some people off. Um, if there was going to be another far ultra, ultra fucking bleeding heart liberals on the goddamn council, I was going to flip. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> Anyway, we'll just stop there. No, no need to stop. No, no, no need to worry about pissing anybody off here because we enjoy that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I just ultra liberal, ultra liberalist, um, bleeding heart liberalist. I just, I'm so over them these days. They destroy your country. Yeah, Seattle used to be such a freaking amazing place, um, and, and, and now it's. It's changing though. The, the city council that got voted in this year, they are moderates. 
they're they're standing back they're 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 taking an uh, an observation of what hasn't been working which is it's just this wild bunch of crap that turned into chaos you know when all the riots were happening here and the chop zone and um all the people that yeah I, I, anyway i i don't believe in that kind of stuff i believe that we all need to follow the rules that they're there for a reason you know yeah so all this education and all this experience that you have with energy and with hypnotic language and stuff like that that's gotta come in handy in the in in the political realm doesn't it yeah absolutely because when i when i get to present it at, at some of the stuff and i get to to share my side of things i and it was one of the reasons i i was considering joining the council i think i've got i understand how people think i understand people's motivations right it's my job to be able i am an adaptability coach that's really what a hypnotist is we're adaptability coaches, right? We teach people how to adapt to what's going on in their life and to the changes that they want to make and how to do that easily, right? Um, now, if I can't practice what I preach, then what the hell good am I doing anybody? And so I think that if I could have been a council member, I would have been a very balanced one because I, I understand the right. I mean, my family is far right fucking mega people at some degree right and 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 then there's me that doesn't sit to the far left i'm just somewhere in the middle i don't belong to anything i want to hear what you've got to say i'm gonna i'm gonna listen and watch your actions and then i'm gonna decide where, what i'm gonna do right i don't care which side of the aisle you're on i'm judging you and and what you're doing and how are you going to represent me right um and so, yeah, I, I think I would have been a really balanced member. I think that any of us that are in this industry that are always looking to better ourselves are also potentially good at being involved in those sorts of things because we are observers and we're open to, to feedback. And, and then speaking of being a, um, an observer, you've had so many awesome guests on your podcast i bet you've learned so much from all these amazing people that you've had on your podcast i think you know there are certain ones that i i've got a lot from like there's i i remember uh one of my our podcasts with donna bloom um i still got i wrote down her little uh thing that she taught us that day and it is still stuck to my computer right uh, <laughs> so yeah there were a lot of things that that certain people said and did that i'm like you know, I need to incorporate that a little bit more. I need to remember that a little bit. I need to be a little bit more grateful, a little less um, jump the gun sometimes, uh, because I even recognize with myself, and Nicole has pointed this out, um, I have a tendency to, to hear, and, and because I believe I know what's coming up because all the years I spent in recovery hearing the exact same story, right with just different words 98 percent of the time i know exactly where it's going which is what makes me good at what i do right but there is that small percentage of time that wow this is going to be a little different and and that i need to just step back and shut my mouth um and i've learned that i've gotten way way better with that over the years um but yeah i still need to work on that at times so now we're curious what's on that little blue slip that you have there 
Oh, oh, I thought it says, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. Um, That's Hono Pono Pono. Pono Pono. Yes. Thank you. It's, it's the Pono Pono things. I hadn't ever heard of it. I mean, I'd heard of it, but I hadn't paid any attention to what was going on with it. It was just another one of those things that were out there in the hypnotic world. And, and I've known Donna because I'm also a five path hypnotist. Um, that's how I got into it. Like I said, and she's a five pather. And, and so we had her on the show and she, she talked about, it. I'm like, that's really amazing. That's really cool. Um, and so it's been there. And whenever I've got a part uh, that isn't happy, um, or I'm feeling a little out of balance, I, I will incorporate that that idea into my meditation sometimes or into just having a conversation with that that part of me to figure out what need needs what what need am I not fulfilling at this moment that I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing right now. So describe that to our viewers. What kind of hypnotist is that again? A five path hypnotist? Yes, what is that? Okay, so five path, um, that sounds for five phase advanced therapeutic hypnosis. And it is a system that was uh, developed by Cal Banyan. Um, not one of my favorite people, but an amazing process. Um, seventh path self hypnosis is, is it goes right along with it. It's another amazing process. But again, uh, you know, well, we like you. We, we we like who you are, and we're certainly glad to have you on here. And we appreciate well, all, all that all that you do. So let's take it another step here, and we'll, we're gonna we're gonna go in a little bit different direction. Yeah, tell our viewers how they can get a hold of you, what you can do for them, and you know share a little bit about this NW so you can be reached and connected. All right. Well, I mean, if you're in the Pacific Northwest first get your tickets for the pacific northwest hypnosis conference right this is our second annual one we've got an amazing bunch of speakers that jim and i have just finally gotten the list narrowed down to and um, it's going to be a great event in tacoma again we're at the tacoma convention center we've got special rates at the marriott i mean I, we've done a good job putting this together jim and i have um and there's you know i mean i've got a ton of products out there well not a ton of them i've got you know five or six products out there um, I, yeah, I've, I, I'm, a, I'm the only control trainer in the United States outside of the guy who created it. And we are the only academy and system that is recognized by the Complementary Medical Association in the UK. Um, we've got an amazing system. The, the class that I teach is actually in the process right now of going through accreditation in the state of Washington as an approved continuing education class for mental health practitioners and nurses. Um, and, and so the control system, it's not very heard of, but it's amazing. It will, it, it's made my job as a hypnotist easier than it could ever have been, ever than I could have thought it could be. Um, and, and people like it, right? Um, and, and one of the, here's one of the interesting things about the industry. If you've got a $7,000 course, people want to buy it and they go out and they buy it. And then they give someone a call and they say, my God, this isn't working for me. So they're upset that they spent the $7,000, but then that person that they took that course from sends them another course that they're going to build on this one for another $4,000. You're going to be able to get all this other stuff. And so they spend another $4,000, right? And they still don't get what it is that they want, or they still don't start to practice. Because, and it's odd because we only charge about, I don't know, $1,200, I think is what we charge for our training. 
but be, and people aren't jumping on board because it's not four thousand dollars, right? It's very bizarre the the industry that we work within, um, and and the magnet the 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 starstruckness that people are taken by by these folks that are selling these amazing programs. And I always think to myself, do you know that they're not practicing hypnosis? They're just selling shit to you. <laughs> they don't. So how do they know that this is working? What they're doing is working, but they're not doing what you're trying to do. So why are you trying to continue to makes no sense to me but it's but it is interesting we've had that talk a lot of times within the academy should we raise our prices to five six thousand dollars right um and we're like no that's not who we want to be we want to have good quality therapists because you know one of the things that we do which is very different is you are required to do case studies um, you got to do five case studies applying only the system as we teach it and then you go through a two-hour review, and, and we decide whether or not you are part of the team. Um, we're not a family, right? We, we, and the reason we, we designate that as not a family, we're a team, is because family, you got to love family. <laughs> we're a professional team. We're here to win, right? And that's how we approach things, right? We can, and, 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 and it really delineates the professionalism that we that we offer within our system from I think other organizations just because of the support that we offer we have monthly meetings three hours long. Um, and, and we give you additional information every single month um, and there's no other there's no other academy out there that does that as part of your training. Um, so yeah we're pretty proud of what we do um, we wish more people would jump on board we just you know I don't i'm not a marketer that's the one thing i'm not is really good at marketing and. Um, it shows in some of this stuff sometimes. And so if you're out there and you're listening and you're watching, you know, that's what you've got to pay attention to is, is getting heard by the right people. For me, it's local stuff through the, through the Chamber of Commerce. I MC their programs. I'm, I'm a member. Um, I get involved in all the, the networking stuff. And so, you know, that's, that's where I build my stuff because I'm, I'm better live and one-on-one -on -one than I am in a picture with what it is that I do. Nice. So what's your web address so we can put it on the bottom of the screen? And let it is excelhypnosis.com, E-X-C-E-L-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S.com. Nice. And Scott and I, and I both have been on your site, and we find that it's interesting that you even do physical stuff, IBS and things like this. So hey, talk oh, yeah. to us about that. So that's really kind of when it comes to the <clears throat> work, I specialize in, in a lot of gut issues. Um, and it's because it's really close to my heart because I had family members that were dealing with it. And, and one of my nieces, um, it was ruining her life at a young age. And so after I learned the control system, I had already applied some other hypnotic techniques to her and it didn't necessarily, she didn't have any of the changes that we were looking for. So when I was doing my, when I had to do my case studies with control, she was one of the first people I went to. And, and we did it via Zoom. And, and one session, it was done. We went through all of the process, but one session, that one tiny little thing that I learned that is so simple, um, changed everything in my whole hypnotic career, actually. 
Um, and, and it's, you know, I mean, it's not magic. It's not something that we all don't work with. I'm sure we all know what idiomotor work is, right? Um, and, and so what we're doing when we're doing control is primarily idiomotor work, but it's done with the, any one of the five senses that the client is able to work with. And we determine that through another process, right? So it's a lot of fun for the client because we play a lot of what we call imagination games. And, and in, in the process of these imagination games, we get to learn how the subconscious mind likes to communicate, right? And, and then we, we, we build that communication bridge instead of trying to break by or sneak by the security guard to do the work we wanna do, we take everything that's inside the building and we move it outside. That way we don't have the interference of the security guard, right? So most people, when we're thinking about hypnosis, this is the conscious, this is the subconscious, they do this, right? We do this. We, we create what's called subconscious dominance. So we flood the conscious mind with subconsciousness and we do that through our imagination games. And, and then we get body parts talking and, and, and different things happening and the client is completely outside of a traditional state of hypnosis, right? But their fingers are bouncing around or they're smelling things or they're, they're hearing music, right? Um, that is in response to certain questions that we're asking and, and it blows their mind absolutely blows their mind. We stick them to a desk without ever inducing a trance. Um, and that helps, you know, that helps to get the buy-in, right? And we teach people how to do that in the process. That's part of the process that we teach. Because if I can stick online your hand to the wall and, and you're in Spain or wherever, and, and your hand is stuck to the wall, you're convinced that what we're going to do is going to work, right? Sure. Um, if I've got your fingers dancing around at my command and you're going, how the hell are you doing that, right? That's buy-in. So now we've got the client built right into our system um, or, or the buy-in to our system. So yeah, I, 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 it was amazing working with her because I simply spoke to the part that was protecting her through this process of the gut issue and 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 said you know is there can you redirect this energy i i believe all of the work that we do is based on einstein's principles energy cannot be created nor destroyed it can only be turned into something different so we don't want to get rid of parts we don't want to get rid of the energy we want to redirect it towards what it is that we do want right and 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 so i i spoke to the part of my can you maybe, you know, let's, let's direct your energy towards being the, the director of fun, right? And, and more exploration of stuff. And is that something you're willing to do? And we got a yes response. Great. And at the end, I'm like, how are we going to identify really that this is going to be a good choice, right? The foods that she wants to try, because she couldn't eat almost anything. Grapes would send her to the ER. Um, and so I asked the subconscious to salivate when she was reading a menu or looking at food that in the past would have created a problem that was now safe to eat. That very night, she went to a taco truck and as she was reading the menu with all of her friends, she said her mouth started salivating on something she had never been able to eat. It had corn in it, it had beans in it, it had all the stuff that she can't eat. And she said she just started crying. And, and she ate it, she had no ill effect. Um, that year at Thanksgiving, she had the hugest plate. Uh, she sent me a picture of everything that she was eating. And, and it's been the same ever since. She went from being underweight to now she's the ideal weight she's always needed to be because she's an athletic girl. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, that was an impactful process and change for me. And so I really started focusing on the gut brain, you know, um, interaction and, and, and how all of that really kind of is, is so integrative in, in the work that, that we can do with people and, and getting them to success. And I've, and I've had that same success with all of the IBS Crohn's and, and that sort of people I've worked with since. Well, you got a lot on your plate. You're healing bodies, you're healing minds, you're healing corporations, and you're healing cities. I'm hoping. (laughs) (laughs) You got a lot going on. Hey, Scott, you got anything you want to ask? Hey, I'd just like to thank you for your service. Yes. Yeah, well, thank you for yours as well. It's been an honor having uh, such great guests on our show. Get to share their, their things that they do. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we, and I appreciate the opportunity to come out and, um, you know, it's different being a guest on a show and not being the boss of the show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you that. Now we get to showcase you. So that Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's a little bit different. That's the flip side of things for sure. Yeah, well, we certainly enjoy it. We certainly enjoy having you here. And I want to say we also appreciate the inspiration that you gave us to get this whole thing started in the first place. We enjoyed your show with you and Nicole and, you know, sorry it's gone, but uh, we're, we're, we're certainly glad that you were there. Me and Scott were thinking, well, now we have this space available because they're giving it open. <laughs> there you go. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, um, have at it. We, like, I, you know, like we said in the last show, there will probably be a time when, when Nicole and I, you know, it, it's going to be like the final share tour. Um, does it ever really end? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's true. Nobody ever retires anymore. Right. <laughs> Who can afford to retire anymore? I, um, I think I saw the Who's me. Final Concert back in 1982. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, when the Stones should have had their final concert. Uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, hey, it's been great. It's been wonderful for you out there. It's been a great show. We're glad to have you here. If you like us, give us a thumbs up. If you think we're assholes, give us the thumbs down. We don't care. Just comment. Tell us who you are. Share it with your friends. Follow us. We're just glad you're here. And, you know, Anthony, it's been great going down your magical psyche highway today. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much, guys. Talk to you later. What a great trip it's been. Wow. What a trip. Thanks for taking that journey with us today. Please like us, share us, and enlighten us with your views of the topics we drove into today. We appreciate you and love reading your comments. Thanks again, and we hope to see you back on the bus next week. That's right.